Welcome to the Back to Basics series. And in this episode, we're going to discuss the cycle of binging and restricting. This is a repost from original episode number 220. We are taking a break from creating original episodes for the Beyond the Food show for the period of July 2020, while we work and concentrate our creative juices to create a revolutionary project, something that will change life and change the industry. And this will be coming forth in August 2020. To be the first to know about this secret project, join the waitlist at stephaniedozie.com slash coming or use the link in the show notes. The Back to Basics series is brought to you by BetterHelp Online. Now, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, not health, is an online counseling service provider that I have been using personally for months now with my own healing, and I wanted to share it with you. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. I can log into my account anytime and send a message to my counselor. I can schedule weekly video and phone session. Now, the reason why I love BetterHelp is for their commitment to a great therapeutic match. And if it doesn't work right for you after the first appointment, you can change counselor if needed at anytime. And because it's online, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling plus financial aid is available. If you think this can help you in your journey of a range with better help for a 10% discount for a community member, all you have to do is use our special link URL to access this 10% discount. Visit betterhelp.com slash beyond food. And again, that's better help, H-E-L-P. I know this can get confusing with my accent. So I hope this serves you or many of you. Ready? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. Welcome back. Your host, Stephanie Dozier here. And I'm recording this podcast on December the 10th. I am currently in the midst of batch recording all the podcasts for the holiday 2019 period. I am in a community that celebrates Christmas heavily. So I'm planning to take the two weeks off of that period of the year. So here I am way ahead of myself recording this podcast. Yeah, I'm in a mode when you are an, an entrepreneur, you have to earn your time off by doing the work ahead of time. So this is where I am right now. But I wanted to take this opportunity before we get into the topic of binge eating to bring you up to pace on what's going on with our programs for the rest of the year starting today. All of our programs are closed for registration and they will reopen in the new year. If you were interested in joining the Intuitive Eating Project, it will start registration on December the 30th for the public and the live group will start January the 6th. If you're part of our community, watch for a 24-hour community pre-sale on December the 29th. If you're asking what the heck is the community is when this is a digital community. So the way for you to be part of our community is to join our email lists. 
either by purchasing a program or by getting one of our free support tool. And then we then join you into this community email list. And then we email you information about our programs and also just free education every so often. And for those of you who are part of our community, we do have a pre-registration that start on December the 29th. It is both a pricing offer and also bonus offer for the Intuitive Eating Project. If you are interested in the Going Beyond the Food Academy, our most comprehensive program, it will reopen for registration January 27th. So more on that in the weeks to come. Now let's go on to the world of binge eating. And this question actually came from Instagram. Early last week, I opened the Q&A box for topic for the upcoming podcast and three out of every four question or topic request was on binge eating. So this is what we're going to talk about today, but I want you to realize that this is going to not going to be your typical answer because what is happening currently into the wild world of eating food nutrition is that diet culture is invading the space of intuitive eating and also the world of healing our relationship to food with wellness culture that says, well, we don't need to diet, but if you still do this and this quick fixes, you'll be able to heal binge eating while still trying to lose weight or while still trying to obsess about your body. Right? I'm taking this funny voice because I'm <laughs> mimicking diet culture talking to us. But so typically what you're seeing, if you Google like how to stop binging, there's going to be like quick fixes, stop restricting or just breed in the middle of a binge. And then all of a sudden your problem is solved. Band-aid fix, quick fix, boom, right? This is not what we're going to talk about here because that's not what I do. We are a support system that teaches you education and teaches you what's going on in your body and then gives you solution to those root causes. So that is the angle in which we're going to talk about binge eating here. We're going to talk about first education, understand the spectrum of eating behavior. We're going to talk about disordered eating versus eating disorder, overeating versus binge eating. And then we'll start giving you how to end binge eating and restriction and support to help you in your journey. So let's get started. But first, I have to do a warning, a medical disclaimer here. This podcast is growing rapidly, and it's recognized by other health professionals as a source of information for their private client. So if you are someone that has been diagnosed with an eating disorder or currently struggling with an eating disorder, this podcast is not aimed at treating your eating disorder or diagnosing an eating disorder. It is rather a simple source of information. We have given you in the show note, stephaniedote.com slash 220, to eating disorder helpline. If you are in a situation in a crisis and you need support, please contact those number. One is Canadian and one is American. So from that point, understanding that this is simply a source of information, not a source of diagnosis or treating, we're going to get started. 
The spectrum of eating behavior is something you should be aware. Eating behavior is not black and white. Diet culture has taught us to see our eating behavior as black or white, and that is the first step we need to do in healing our relationship to food, which is to get out of that and understanding that our eating is on a gray scale, a spectrum, right? We have on one end of the spectrum what is air quote called normal eating or intuitive eating behavior, which is when we eat when we're hungry, we stop when we full, we find pleasure in food, we have a positive body image, we are allowing for indulgences and overeating doesn't trigger us. That is the world of eating intuitively or quote normal eating. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have diagnosable eating disorder anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, and also arthorexia are all diagnosable life-threatening condition. And then in the middle of this, there is what is commonly more expressed in society, which is disordered eating. This is when we restrict intake of food to control weight or shape. That could be quantity or types of food, We don't eat from hunger and fullness, rather from external cue. We use food to regulate our emotion. We have compulsion and obsession around food. We are afraid of overeating. We have a negative body image. We are not flexible around food, all or nothing mindset. Basically, diet culture, how culturally we're being told to deal with food is actually what's called disordered eating. How do we know if we are disordered eating or eating disorder? So the very simple answer is professional assessment, right? If your behavior around food is dangerous to your health, well-being, and to your life, it is likely an eating disorder that should be addressed immediately with counsel from a health professional individually. And this is where the distinction, this nuances happen is when our behavior around food has negative side effect in our life and we continue to do it despite those negative side effects, either mental, emotional, or physical for the sake of controlling our weight and or our body image. And that's when it becomes a life-threatening condition is because there's actually people who pass away from their eating disorder. And it didn't start one day. It was an evolution on the spectrum. Here's a couple stats for you. 75% of women report disordered eating behavior. 75% of women. And they will categorize their relationship to food and body as unhealthy. Why? Well, simply 65% of women are trying to lose weight. And when we engage into an intentional weight loss, 99% of the time, it is around food. That's how we try to control our weight. And that leads with time and experiences to disordered eating behavior. And then perhaps well, time will go to eating disorder. So I hope I'm clear on this. And please seek help as I mentioned earlier, if you believe that you have an eating disorder. 
One of the most common question or common assessment that I have to make for women is the difference between overeating and binge eating. And this is huge for people that sit in the spectrum of disordered eating because we think that our overeating is actually binge eating when in fact all your body is trying to do is bring fuel into you because you're restricting it. You have this perception of how much and what you should eat coming from your diet and diet culture. And when you go outside of that, you then go to the binge eating diagnosis. You self-diagnose yourself as binge eating when in fact, all your body's trying to do is survive. The difference between overeating, which is, by the way, a totally normal behavior, that's what most normal eater, quote, normal eater do, even intuitive eater do, consciously and intentionally on like occasion like holidays and parties, and they overeat intentionally and have zero guilt after. The problem with binging is that we have a ton of shame and guilt after because it's taking us away from our restriction around food, typically to change our body type. When we look at binge eating, I also want you to understand that binge eating is when we feel a lack of self-control. So binging is when we eat and we're out of control. We cannot stop the act of eating. Instead of consciously and intentionally eating two plates of Thanksgiving food, you actually are out of control. And most of the time when you binge, you are isolated and in secret. You don't want anyone to know. That is also a determining factor versus overeating and binge eating. Binge eating, if you have those behavior of binge eating, they again sit on the spectrum, right? It's not black or white. And one of this spectrum that leads to serious life-threatening condition is what we call bulimia. Bulimia is when you binge and then you compensate for the binged food in some way through purging, through usage of laxative, through diuretic, through fasting, or excessive exercise as a way of controlling the, quote, calorie intake. If this is you, you should seek counsel right away. Bulimia is life-threatening because of that compensatory behavior. So the phone numbers are in the show note. I am not going to address bulimia moving forward because this is something that needs to be addressed with counsel on a one-on-one basis because it is extremely dangerous. So from that place of not being bulimia, but being binging behavior, how do we go about ending the cycle of binging and restricting? Like anything else, as I mentioned earlier, you have what diet culture will propose to you as a band-aid and quick fixes, right? 
Because you also have to be aware, by the way, I was reading an article last week, intuitive eating will be the number one health trend in 2020. As I predicted almost eight months ago, (laughs) intuitive eating will be the top health trend. So guaranteed that diet culture will co-hope intuitive eating and will say to you, well, just lift off all the restriction and that you will automatically stop binging. Mm, BS, that's not the solution. Why? Because restriction is only a behavior. Restriction is not what we need to fix. And that's why simply lifting the restriction doesn't fix the issue at hand. It doesn't fix what is really, truly what's going on. So although restriction lead almost guaranteed to binge eating, it's not the problem that we need to address. We need to go a layer deeper. And that layer deeper is going to be in the emotional realm. What creates a behavior right? When you start studying mindset, what creates the behavior is your emotion. That's what we teach in the academy. And if you want more on that, go to our self-coaching episode somewhere around 203 or 204, I think. But go to that place. I'm not going to talk about this, but The fact is, our behavior around food are created by our emotions. So if we want to stop the binging and restricting cycle, we need to go to that emotional layer. So from there, what sits in that emotional layer that causes us to binge eat? Number one is body dissatisfaction. And that is what 67% of women are struggling with, which is, dissatisfaction around their body. And diet culture has told us, okay, right, you're dissatisfied with your body, control your food intake, you're going to lose weight, and then you will be satisfied with your body, which we know to be untrue. But then food is the tool of choice to fix your body dissatisfaction. And that's when the behavior around food becomes problematic. Two, as this real cause of binge eating is social pressure to be thin, social pressure to be dissatisfied with your body. And this is starting younger and younger because mainly of social media, right? Young girls as young as eight or nine years old are wanting to go on a diet to control their body shape, to hopefully be satisfied and confident, right? This is what you have to face as a mom, today is being equipped and tool to deal with that as young as those age because of social media. The third real cause of binge eating is low self-esteem. And this is clear in research where nearly all women and folks, I want to say women and men, I'm not doing a service to men if I don't mention men, but people diagnosed with binge eating disorder are nearly all on the spectrum of low self-esteem all tied up with body image and diet culture and social pressure. Fourth real cause of binge eating is weight fluctuation, right? The more diets you've done in your life, the more fluctuation of high and low weight, the more you have risk of escalating to binge eating. That's my story, right? I 
did the low fat thing, the low calorie thing, the over exercise thing. Then I tripped over the world of real food, paleo that didn't work, moved on to keto that didn't work, moved on to fasting. And then it literally exploded in binge eating. The fifth cause of real cause of binge eating is again, history of extensive dieting. They perhaps wasn't weight fluctuation, but there is a long history of dieting, often dating back to teens, years. Sixth real cause of binge eating, and this is present in nearly everyone that have a presentation of binge eating, is difficulty to cope with negative emotion, what I call emotional intelligence. You do not have the skill set to cope with anxiety, stress, jealousy, anger, and you use food as a way of regulating your emotion. Food basically becomes a drug that you use to feel better because you have no idea how to cope with the negative emotion. And that is a societal problem. This is something that we're not educated in as youngster. And then we grow up using external tool in our case, in this community, using food to regulate our emotion. And that leads us to cause seven real cause of binge eating, which is depression and anxiety right? Syndromes of negative emotion, diagnosis, depression, and anxiety will often contribute to binge eating behavior. And then the ninth area that I want to point out is biological root causes. This is when we have genetic mutation or hormonal irregularities that will present itself into compulsion around food or food obsession or binge eating. Now, pause here. When I was first presented with this, when I did my research around binge eating, I went there. I spent thousands of dollars trying to get diagnosed with some kind of hormonal dysregulation, and I was searching for the magic pill that would fix my hormones so I would stop binging. It doesn't exist. Before any one of you goes out there, do what I was doing, it doesn't exist, okay? They could be help at a neurotransmitter level only when you seek one-on-one counseling from a specialist in eating disorder However, know that will not take you away from doing the emotional work. You will have to do both together. The little, perhaps, neurotransmitter medication you may get will not solve your ability to cope with difficult emotion or will not solve body image dissatisfaction. You will still need to do this work. So I just want to caution everyone around that because I know a lot of you have a mindset that will get you there. Know that this could be a cause, but you need to be diagnosed individually for this. And then two, you will still need to do the rest of the work, which leads me to then what the heck is the work do I need to do to stop the cycle of binging and restricting? I'm going to give you four blocks of work. 
because I'm trying purposely to not call them steps, but it's four blocks of works for area you need to look into. Number one, radical acceptance. Acceptance that you are using food to regulate your emotion and you need to learn to regulate your emotion differently. Acceptance that you have a poor body image and you need to learn tools to regulate your body image. Three, nobody can come and save you. You need to do your work. You need to take responsibility for yourself. And this is where the work around love versus fear comes in. You need to shift likely with the help of something, someone from fear to love, right? So when we look at binge eating, are you listening to this podcast right now as a hope to stop binging so you can stop gaining weight or you can finally lose weight? That is a fear process. You need to move in radical acceptance towards love. You want to do this work so you can feel better independently that what's going to happen to your external body. You need to do this from a place of love. That's a big mindset shift. The second block of work you need to work on is emotional intelligence. You need to learn to regulate your emotion without external element. In our case, food. You need to understand how your mind works because your mind is the cause of your emotion. And you need to work through your thinking your mindset so you can then regulate your emotion without using food. Third block of work, mindfulness. You need to learn to be present to your life and present to your eating. Now caveat here, what I'm seeing happening right now is diet culture is telling you, here's how to stop a binge eating. I'm going to take my little voice, okay? All you have to do is to be mindful in the middle of a binge. And that is going to magically stop the binge. Eh, Wrong. You cannot learn mindfulness in the middle of a binge. This goes against any mindfulness teaching. Mindfulness is something that you learn outside of the addiction, the problem area. You learn to practice mindfulness when you are okay. So when you're not okay, you can then bring that tool into your situation and help you regulate that situation mindfully. And yes, mindfulness, if you practice mindfulness in the middle of a binge episode, it will reduce and perhaps stop the binge. But you need to be able to do it outside first and then bring in in the binge event. You cannot start being mindful in the middle of binge. Okay. That's the third block of work. Learn mindfulness outside and then gradually bring it in to your relationship to food. Fourth block of work is reconstructing your relationship to food using intuitive eating. So in the same way that you constructed a diet mindset restriction relationship to food, when you learn to diet, you need to undo this and reconstruct your relationship to food in a intuitive manner. And that's where the framework of intuitive eating comes in. 
That's why I said in the beginning, this is just not intuitive eating. There's other blocks of work that needs to be done alongside to intuitive eating. Caution here, okay? Diet culture will try to tell you next year when intuitive eating will be the number one health trend. Simply learn to intuitive eating and you will stop binge eating. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's not just that. There's other pieces of the puzzle that needs to be brought into this so you can overcome binge eating. So let me recap four blocks of work. Radical acceptance, emotional intelligence, mindfulness, and intuitive eating. Now, if you've been the victim of the diet culture quick fix, it's not about laying blame. It's not about pointing finger. It's about being compassionate with yourself, taking responsibility and saying, eh, I was the victim of diet culture again. But now I know from this moment forward, I know it's not as simple as just not restricting my food. There is more for me to look into and to learn so I can reconstruct my relationship to food. So what can you do next? Number one, if you believe that your eating behavior is dangerous to your health or to your life, you need to reach out for help. The two 1-800 number are located in the show note, stephaniedoze.com slash 220 and reach out. If you need support, break that isolation and reach out. Reach out to a company like mine that can help you with our methodology. Reach out to an individual counselor that specializes in body image, intuitive eating, the philosophy of going beyond the food. If you choose to come to us, the program that I would highly recommend to you is the Going to Beyond the Food Academy, which is inclusive of intuitive eating, but not only intuitive eating. We have our five pillar in the academy, mindset, emotional intelligence, mindfulness, and intuitive eating and body image. It is not just one element of intuitive eating. If you are new here, you're like, holy moly, this is heavy. (laughs) If you, you start slowly. Okay, unless your life is at risk, then seek counsel immediately. But if it's not, and you want to start softly, join our community, get one of our free guide, perhaps the free intuitive eating guide, right? You can go to our show note or stephaniedoze.com slash start, and then start with reading that short guide. And then we will send you a couple times a week, educational email around relationship to food and body that's going to help you get primed up to do this work. You can also consult our blog, stephaniedoze.com slash blog. We have a number of articles that goes in depth on the different element of healing your relationship to food. So on that, I'm going to leave you with a quick exercise. If you would like to know a self-assessment on your relationship to food, we have a quiz. This is not a diagnosis tool. This is simply a high-level educational tool so you can look at how you're doing with your relationship to food. stephaniedoze.com slash quiz. And if you come out of that assessment with a 7, 8, 9, or 10 out of 10, I can guarantee you 
It's not as simple as just lifting the restriction. There's other piece of work you need to bring into your life to heal your relationship to food. If you're already a member of the community and you're doing this quiz, please use the same email because you'll receive everything in double. We don't want that. So I hope this podcast has helped you. If it did, I would totally enjoy and be eternally grateful if you leave us a review because it does help rank the show and get this message out to more women. You can use your app on your phone right now to quickly leave a review. I love you, sister, and I look forward to hang out with you on the next episode. 